Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. A little bit of data dump, I guess, um, you'd say today. And before we do start, real uh, quick thank you to Pauline in our team who's um, put a lot of this together um, alongside Melinda for everyone to help them out what's happening in the Brisbane market. My name is Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers. I'm the Acquisitions Manager here. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Melinda Jennison, Director here at Streamline Property Buyers. Um, and as Scott often says, data nerds. So we do have a lot of data that we have sought through um, today to find the top 10 most in-demand locations here in Brisbane for both houses and units. And of course, we're going to explain how we came to this assessment through the data that we have analysed. So um, to balance that conversation, we're also going to talk about the bottom 10, those locations at a suburb level that are um, least in demand. They've got the the smallest number of buyers um, looking at new listings for different product types, because this will help us to determine um, which direction we believe prices will move based on the volume of buyers per listing. So we'll get to how we've assessed um, all of the information as part of this podcast. Yeah, I know I know. I do pay out on the data side of things a little bit, <clears throat> but um, it, it is interesting when you start to look at it. And on, even on the weekend, we're out and about talking to agents. They were talking about some of the data they look at, um, you know, the, the, the connection we have with agents, especially on a weekend, the information we share and we talk about of what's going on in the market. This information is obviously something that we watch and, and we keep an eye on, helps our clients understand, you know, where, where is popular, where is not as popular when you start to look at properties um, and to help you understand and, and be a bit more educated and, and know when you're buying property, um, how you're going to sit against the, comp- the competition. Yeah, they're they're excellent points that Scott's raised there because if you are purchasing a property in a location where there is huge buyer depth and there's a lot of competition, it is less likely that you're going to be able to bag yourself a bargain. And we talk about this all the time. Um, Competition creates um, pressure on price. When you have high competition on a low number of available properties, you get upward price movement because those emotional buyers, those home buyers that find the home and they don't want to miss out, they will stretch to secure or to purchase their home. Now, compare that to a location where you've got very few buyers coming through at open homes and you've got much less um, demand for each property. In those instances, it may take longer for the agent to actually receive any offers and it is less likely that you'll have multiple offers all put forward on a single property so there is less competition and when you've got less competition generally you've got the ability to negotiate and um, potentially um, you know discuss with a vendor their, their price expectations to reach reach a level that both buyer and seller are happy with you don't have as much um, bargaining power when there's multiple offers put forward on a table or when there's multiple registered bidders all fighting for the same property. So with the information we've got here, and, and as Melinda said, the, the most demand, we're going through the houses, we're going through the list, um, and then we'll go through units. Can you give us a little bit of a, a summary and a bit of a uh, an explanation of what we're going to, to explain to run today? 
Absolutely. So massive, massive shout out to Pauline who works with us. We know we, we talk about Pauline a lot. Um, she's so valuable to our business because she can collate this information for us um, so that we can share this with our audience on the podcast. In-house at Streamline Property Buyers, we have this information, which we now update monthly, where we look at the number of buyers that are searching for two bedroom units or three bedroom units in every suburb every month. We also track the number of buyers that are looking at every listing um, for three bedroom houses and four bedroom houses in every suburb across greater Brisbane as well. That gives us an enormous amount of data to be able to identify which areas have higher um, price pressure than others. And of course that enables us to um, share that information with our clients and also overlay that with what we're seeing on the ground by turning up at open homes and attending auctions. So how is the data interpreted? Well, first of all, realestate.com provide suburb level information relating to the number of properties that were listed for sale in, a, in the last month, the number of properties that actually sold in the last 12 months realestate.com also provide information on the number of views per listing. That is an indication of buyer demand. And that is one of the indicators that we are using to determine those higher demand markets in this podcast today. So what we have done is we've collated all of the data for every suburb across Greater Brisbane for two bedroom um, units and three bedroom units. So we've provided a snapshot view of units across all of Greater Brisbane. We've um, aligned that with the volume of listings, uh, sorry, the volume of views per listing for both two bedroom and three bedroom units in Brisbane. And we've simply then assessed how many units have been up for sale in the last month versus the number of views per listing for that particular um, product type. So for units, all of the two and three bedroom um, unit data has been combined to get an indication of where is the greatest demand or where are the, the highest number of buyers looking for each particular type of property listing. We've done the same for houses and in the housing market, we've looked at three bedroom houses and four bedroom houses. We've combined it for each suburb. So we're getting an overall snapshot view of demand for houses. Uh, we're not sharing on this episode today that the different demand types for three bedroom or four bedroom houses, we have combined it. So you've got an understanding of where this data is coming from. So is that the question you put out to Pauline when she had to pull that information together? You just explained it like that. That's nice, nice and easy. <laughs> so, okay, let, let's jump into it. Um, and I, look, I'm really interested to, let's start at the top and, and let's go the houses, um, three to four bedroom houses in um, Greater Brisbane, we are on, and the most pressure. So at number one, West End, two kilometres southwest of the CBD. West End, as we all know, is very popular because of its proximity to Brisbane State High School being um, the only state school where you're not paying private skills uh, school fees. It's part of the GPS competition. But of course, you are on the doorstep of the CBD. Um, West End has seen a lot of unit developments over um, the last five to 10 years, but there's still um, a fairly large portion of housing. Now, for every three or four bedroom house that is listed right now in West End, there are on average 328 people 
view viewing that property online. Now that is an indication of demand and that is the highest number of views um, for this type of uh, property throughout all of Greater Brisbane. So that's why it sits at number one as the most in-demand location. Yeah, 328, that's um, that's a lot of people um, looking at property there. So as you can see now, you get a bit of an idea of how, how it'll flow. So obviously we'll, we'll go through the suburbs and we'll touch on that, that data as well. So that number two, East Brisbane. East Brisbane, um, not much further away than West End. Um, so noting that the top two locations are uh, prime real estate in the inner city area. So East Brisbane, um, the number of views per listing for three and four bedroom houses in East Brisbane is 251. So very high demand um, locations. I will say um, that this is not property specific. This is the average across all properties in the suburbs. So um, it's really important for for listeners and, and those that are viewing this on YouTube, um, that they understand that that's how this data has been collated. So um, we move back over to the north side, and it's a funny thing. People in Brisbane always talk about south side, north side. They've got a they've got a funny thing about that river that runs through the middle. Um, north side, we go towards Gaythorn, six point nine kilometres northwest of the CBD. And Gaythorn is a very small suburb, so I will say that there's not been a lot of properties for sale in Gaythorn over the last month. However, um, of those that have been available for sale, they have attracted 242 views um, per listing on average. So a very high demand location. Um, Gaythorn sits very close to the Inogra barracks um, and it's nestled between uh, Mitchelton and Inogra for those that don't know the location. So um, again, it's only just under seven kilometres from the CBD. Uh, so definitely prime real estate still able to buy around that $1 million price point or a little under for the smaller houses. Um, of course, there are those those properties that have been extensively renovated with a price point much higher. Now, this one, next one's uh, Spring Hill. It's probably, the, well, it is the closest to all, all the list here to the CBD. It's only within a kilometre of the CBD, Spring Hill. Interesting, yet another um, inner city location. And again, um, a fairly low volume of properties available for sale, but um, because there's such high demand, we are seeing um, that price pressure in these locations. So in Spring Hill, sitting at number four, we've got 212 um, potential buyers for every listing that um, is actually put up on realestate.com. So that's really strong buyer demand for that inner city location. Then we jump back over the, the south side, over near the, near the Gabba. Um, Woolen Gabba itself, 2.6 kilometres just to the south of the city. Yeah, sitting in number five spot, um, there's been a lot of hype around Woolloongabba. Um, a lot of people have talked about, you know, getting into Woolloongabba in the lead up to the 2032 Olympic Games because um, for those that are aware, the redevelopment of the, the Gabba, the, the Brisbane cricket uh, field, it's where it's home to the, the Brisbane Lions as well, um, is part of the Olympic Games infrastructure that, that's ongoing. So um, 204 views per listing for three and four bedroom houses in Woolloongabba. So, you know, very competitively sought after market. Um, again, walking distance to all of the modern conveniences that people are looking for and, and jumping uh, from Woolloongabba onto a city cat straight across to the CBD, very desirable. So um, just south of the city, again, very much an inner city location. And, and that transport we've touched on before, the Cross River Rail, um, that's uh, well and truly underway. There's a station over there right next to the Gabba itself. Um, if we jump back over to number six, the Grange, very close to home for us, um, 4.8 kilometres 
for Grange. Yeah, 4.8 kilometres to the north of the CBD. Grange is very much a family-friendly um, location. It is to the north of the CBD and it sits along the Kedron Brook, which is a very popular um, bike path, walk path, um, dog off-leash area. It's the sort of area that kids go and, um, you know, fish for guppies and tadpoles. Um, Grange has had on average 199 views per listing uh, based on the the number of properties that have been available for sale so very high demand um, it is a sort of location that you can expect to um, turn up and and line up so you know there's a lot of people inspecting homes in this location so that online viewing definitely does um, translate to to feet on the ground in a location like Grange, um, high demand, and therefore we are seeing that strong upward pressure on prices. And and we were just at an auction on the weekend, Scott, at Grange, mm-hmm. um, and it was a an executive home, um, eight registered, eight registered bidders, um, and it actually sold above our appraisal range. So of course, when we're looking at comparative market analysis appraisals, we are looking at settled sales data, um, and this actually overshot the the price point that we predicted that it would sell for so that just is an indication of this price pressure that we're talking about when we know there's high demand when we know there's a lot of properties um sorry when there's a lot of buyers for each individual property we know that the price is actually going to escalate above where the objective data shows it should sell because those emotional buyers definitely take it to the next level. Yeah, and that, and just a little one on Grange, like we've talked about before, and we've, uh, you know, it's obviously a good school catchment as well. So they're the sort of things that make those suburbs really, really popular. Um, number seven, Albion, which is to the north as well, 4.7 kilometres north of the CBD. So Albion, um, yes, another inner city location. Um, a lot of little uh, areas in Albion will have some city views as well. There is some higher density development going through Albion um, and it is also home to some of the um, infrastructure associated with the 2032 Olympic Games as well. Um, I'm just going to correct myself because Grange actually had 202 views per listing, whereas Albion is actually 199 views per listing. So very similar, but um, I, I jumped ahead of myself there. Um, so Albion is a very popular little location and there's a lot of smaller homes in Albion. Um, the demographic is a little different in that it does attract the professional couples as opposed to um, the big family homes um, you know, on, on larger blocks of land. So again, the, the type of property, whether it's three or four bedroom, um that's what this data is showing but generally speaking uh, when we look at properties in albion they are a little bit smaller there's going to be a sprinkling of the the larger homes and the next one the furthest away from the cbd 9.4 kilometers to the north we've got chermside west chermside west is yeah the the property uh, sorry the suburb in this top 10 list that is the furthest from the cbd and remember this data is for all of greater brisbane so this is an indication of where buyers are shopping in Brisbane at the moment or where the majority of buyers are actually shopping. So Chermside West had 197 views per listing um, based on the most recent data from realestate.com. It is a suburb also that attracts a lot of families with good schools nearby. Um, I know Craig's Lee School is very highly sought after, but um, you'll typically get post-war homes, not your character Queenslanders in Chermside West. So there's a lot of brick and tile, large two-storey family homes is is what the the general um, style of property is in that location. And number nine, back in towards the city, 1.5 kilometres west, we've got Petrie Terrace. 
again, um, inner city location. Um, and look, we know there's been this trend of interstate migration happening. Um, perhaps the value that some of the interstate buyers are seeing by being so close to the Brisbane CBD, knowing you know what properties that would be a similar distance from the likes of Sydney or Melbourne would cost them. They're, they're coming in in droves and they are spending money. Of course, locals are also seeing value in some of these inner city locations. So yes, Petrie Terrace hits our top 10 list uh, coming in at number nine at 193 views per listing. So again, strong demand from buyers and this is what's putting upward pressure on prices in these inner city locations. And another little favourite of ours, wrapping out the uh, number 10 is our local little area where we're, where we're based um, and we, we call home is Wilston, which is four kilometres from the city. Well, Wilston, it's my favourite suburb. It's the place we call home, of course. It's where our office is located. But yes, four kilometres to the north of the CBD, close enough to take, um, you know, a run or a cycle in um, to to work in the city or it's, it's jumping on the train 10 minutes and you're in the centre of town. 190 views per listing. Again, not a lot of properties come up for sale in some of these locations, but when they do, there's a lot of buyers. And that is why regardless of broader economic conditions, we continue to see strong prices being achieved in these types of locations. I will say, you know, what else these top 10 suburbs have in common is that they are all areas where the demographic um, of people who live in these locations are generally higher income earning individuals. Um, and we've actually got a, you know, regardless of the, the fact that interest rates are increasing, we've, they've got the capacity to continue to pay um, for higher value properties. So again, there's just some um, links or comparisons that we can make or correlations that we can make within data that we know and we can overlay our local knowledge based on, on which areas do come up in this top 10 list. Um, and I think that you know, we'd all have to agree that, um, you know, those inner city locations is, is where that demand has shifted to in recent months. Yeah, some good suburbs and obviously very high in demand. We'll, we'll jot through obviously the next, the least 10. Um, we probably won't describe them in, in as much detail, um, but we'll go through the, through the least um, popular. Um, again, Greater Brisbane when we talk about. Um, so the bottom, coming in at the bottom is Shorncliffe. Mm. So Shorncliffe out of all of Greater Brisbane has had the fewest um, views per listing uh, based on the most recent data. So that's actually a Bayside location to the north of the CBD, about 17 kilometres north of the city, but um, 22.5 views per listing. So when you compare that to what we were seeing in West End, which is the top um, suburb, it's 328 views per listing versus 22 views per listing. I know if I was a sales agent, um, I think that, you know, I'd have to work a lot harder in Shorncliffe to, to attract people to come to those open homes to sell the properties. It might take longer to sell days on market data, which is something that we obviously can um, correlate to these findings um, is likely to to be increased in these sorts of locations as well. So, and, and just as you touched on there, and just to let people know, we're ranging, like the least, we're ranging from 22.5 to 37.5. Views. Mm. And in the top 10, we went from 328 to 190. Big difference. So massive difference. So coming coming after uh, Shorncliffe is Anala. Yes, Anala is in the um, outermost uh, parts of the Brisbane City Council region, uh, bordering on the Ipswich Council, I believe. Um, 24.4 views per listing for three and four bedroom 
houses in Inala. So again, very low demand. These are the sorts of locations where we can expect there to be some negotiating power in, in the hands of the buyer. And the, and the next two tied at 27.5, we've got Sunnybank and Logan Reserve. Yeah, so Sunnybank um, to the south of the CBD, just um, around 13 kilometres to the south, um, largely an Asian demographic. Um, so a lot of people have moved into Sunnybank. A lot of people come in, they pay cash for their, their properties. Um, but at the moment, uh, much lower demand than a lot of other locations across Greater Brisbane. The same for Logan Reserve. Um, very few views per listing, only 27.5 according to the most recent data. Yep, still out that way, um, well, towards the Ipswich area, we've got Red Bank, um, which is 29.5. Yeah, Red Bank um, and followed closely behind Red Bank is Boona um, and Boona's 29.6 views per listing. So these are two locations within the Ipswich um, City Council region. So you, there is a bit of a trend emerging amongst some of the, the lower demand locations at the moment, Scott. And the next one, Upper Kedron. So Upper Kedron's 13 kilometres northwest of the CBD. Um, there's a lot of, it's interesting, that, that's a new sort of development area just out beyond the, the Fernie Grove area where they've built um, Upper Kedron. Yeah, and I think that, um, you know, they are still building out that way. And um, I know just through the research that I'm looking at at the moment to, to write the, the monthly blog um, that I keep up to date with um, what's happening in different pockets and vacant land values so that the price of vacant land has actually come down um, in recent times. Potentially um, one of the reasons, this was from Heron Todd White, who are a valuation firm here in Brisbane, some of the reasoning may be because building costs have escalated so much the demand has actually dropped. So, you know, perhaps um, some of the, the upper Kedron um, reasoning could be around the fact that the vacant land values have declined but yes only um 33.6 views per listing for properties up at upper kedron I, I think people can understand that there's more to buying property than just having all the listings mm. um as you can see and here the information that melinda talks about um the data the research and all the information that we actually look at behind the scenes um it's a lot more than just looking at realestate.com and seeing a house so you can get an understanding of the, the information we do in-house here at Streamline Property Buyers when we start to look at properties, get to know their area and really understand that local knowledge when we start to talk about it. Um, Waterford West was the next one that came up at 34.4. 34.4 views per listing at Waterford West, um, followed closely by Collingwood Park at 36.3 views per listing. Both of these suburbs are in the Ipswich City Shire Council region. Um, and the last, so in number 10 position for the locations with the least price pressure, um, we've got Launton, which is in the Morton Bay Shire at 37.5 views per listing. So I do want to emphasise the difference between the top 10 and the bottom 10 here because every single suburb in the top 10, um, except for Chermside, Western Gaythorne, it was within a four kilometer ring around the CBD. This is where the demand is highest. And now this is also correlating positively with the most recent core logic data, which shows that in the last two months in Brisbane, the top end of the market, so the top 25% of property values are growing at a faster pace than the lower 25% of values. And we see that through CoreLogic um, quarterly price changes where they look at price segmentation. Uh, because in the early parts of, um, of the year, we were seeing the bottom 
um, end of the market grow at a faster rate than the top end of the market. But in this market recovery, that's reversed very, very quickly. So it's definitely what we're seeing both in the data in terms of settled sales values, but also on the ground in terms of where buyers are turning up to open homes. Um, and if you are a buyer in Brisbane right now, this sort of information is critical because if you are in a market that is not competitive, it is less likely that you have to stretch on price. But if it is super competitive and there's a lot of other buyers, it is more likely that you're going to have to flex on price. Of course, price is not the only thing that you can use to your advantage to position yourself to be more favorable for the seller, but it is one thing and usually the most important thing that sellers are looking for. So keep that in mind. It's why some of these data in relation to where the pressure exists in the market, where the volume of buyers are looking, it's relevant for you if you are a current buyer in the market. And we're going to jump into units, but just to continue that trend really quickly on that that bottom 10, I mean, closely following there was Kalanga, Deception Bay, Kippering. Hmm. So it keeps that trend going of location wires and distance, things like that, as Melinda touched on. So they were just sitting outside of the bottom 10. So yep. we thought we'd mention them. So if we jump into the units, um, obviously a market that is, as we've talked about for a long time now, um, we said, I think, whether it was two years ago, I'm not sure now, I've lost track of the time where we said, watch the unit market, um, still performing well. Obviously, there's more data coming out when we do our market updates, which uh, uh, that's a little bit of a hint what's happening on that side of things. But um, as as you know, we track that um, throughout the house as well, not just monthly, we, we keep an eye on that data as well. So units, two and three bedroom units, let's jump into the top 10. Top 10. Okay, let's start from the top work down. So number one, we've got Graceville. Graceville is the most competitively sought out unit market across all of Greater Brisbane right now. So we've got 281 um, people viewing every listing on average that comes up in Graceville that's a unit. So very high demand market. And of course, that's something that you would need to consider if you are looking in Graceville and you're looking to buy a two or a three bedroom unit, there's going to be competition. It's the hottest market for units in Brisbane. And a popular area, obviously, because it was with the houses. Um, number two is Petrie Terrace. So tucked mm -hmm. in pretty close there to the city. Um, Suncorp Stadium's nearby. You've got Caxon Street just up the road. Um, walk down to Roma Street. Really convenient area. Um, Petrie Terrace sitting at 218. So in third place, you've got Gordon Park. So Gordon Park actually sits on the Brisbane Busway right next to Lutwich. Um, beautiful area just on the north side of the Kedron Brook. Um, you will recall we mentioned Grange was in the top 10 uh, for house demand. Um, Gordon Park is in the top 10 for unit demand. So very similar suburbs. Um, Gordon Park sits, as I mentioned, just to the north of the Kedron Brook. So um, there are a, there's a combination of houses and units um, in Gordon Park and, and a sprinkling of townhouses. So when we talk about unit top 10, can I just clarify for everybody, this does include both townhouse and unit data. So we are talking about two bedroom and three bedroom units and townhouses. It is combined because anything under a body corporate scheme is actually classified as a unit. And number four, home of the Brisbane Broncos, Red Hill. Mm, another inner city location. Um, again, a, a sprinkling of townhouses and units throughout the suburb, 206 uh, 0.5 views per listing. So hotly contested. And if you are looking in that suburb, um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of other buyers that you're going to be competing with for that type of product. You'll probably just need to wear your Broncos gear if you live in that area. Um, and Nogra comes in after Red Hill at 201.5. 
Yeah, and Ogre sits between Alderley and Gaythorne. You mentioned we mentioned Gaythorne in the top ten for houses. So um, there are a lot of people that um, work within the Australian Defence Force in the Anogra Barracks there, right? Um, right within Anogra that um, obviously would place some demand on on the units in Anogra, but it's very affordable market still. And I think that the Heron Todd White report that I was just reviewing earlier today actually said that we've seen a shift in demand towards units, especially from young professionals, young couples that perhaps don't yet have families. Um, that is a very um, desirable product for them. And they are actually, you know, putting a lot of that demand on that that type of product here in Brisbane. Now, I don't know if anyone's picking up the trend, but if you if you don't live in Brisbane, um, and you and you Google these these suburbs and you Google the top 10 in the houses, you'll find something pretty similar, um, that they're all pretty close to the CBD. The next one is Paddington. Paddington with 191 views per listing um, in a city location. Once again, um, these are lifestyle precincts. These are locations where you can, you know, live in your unit or your townhouse and walk for coffee, perhaps walk to a restaurant and, you know, have a meal in the evening. Um, they are lifestyle precincts and they are close to the CBD. And we've talked so much on this podcast about the fact that Brisbane is a rapidly growing city. However, with the infrastructure that is underway, that inner five kilometre um, ring is going to see the greatest um, rate of um, fast tracked development because 57% of the major Olympic Games venues are located within that inner five kilometre circle. So there is a trend for both houses and units in Brisbane in terms of where the demand has shifted to. Um, and we're seeing that reflected in the data right now. The next one, uh, I was over in this area the other day looking at a unit, um, Hurston. So close to the Royal Brisbane Hospital, um, Victoria Park, um, QUT University. Yeah, so Hurston with 184.6 views per listing. Um, let's not underestimate the redevelopment of the Victoria Park Golf Complex that is um, currently underway. It's a beautiful location where you can, uh, you know, go for a picnic, you can take the dog for a walk. I know I run through Victoria Park every week um, and watch the sunrise over our amazing city. So um, very close to the CBD. Hurston also um, on the Brisbane busway and also will be connected to the Brisbane Metro, which for those that listen to our podcast um, would know is currently under construction as well. And in a month, or this month actually, I should say, um, you'll be able to walk just up the road and go to the Ecker. Mm. Um, it's at the showground. So um, following Hurston, we've got Belmont. Yeah, Belmont, a little bit further away from the CBD, 177 views per listing. Um, so it is a location that um, obviously is a more affordable location when you're looking at units or townhouses, um, and perhaps that's why it has made it through to this top 10 list, but it sits just to the east of the Gateway motor Motorway on the south side of Brisbane. And wrapping it out, the last two are neighbours, um, Hawthorne and Balmoral, just over on the south side. Yeah, southeast of the Brisbane CBD with 159 views per listing in Hawthorne and 145 views per listing in Balmoral. Both highly sought after, um, do need to be aware of some flood risk in these locations, but both would um, offer city views in other locations. So, you know, very highly desirable. And I do know based on our own level of Inquiry. There are a lot of um, professional couples that that love to live in this area, so close to the lifestyle precincts, um, such as Belimba, um, you know, and and everything that comes with living in in a village area like that. Yeah. So if we if we go to the bottom ten now, and this was interesting. The first thing I said when I saw this information to Melinda, I, 
I said, well, that, that's a little bit confusing, the first one that we're going to start out with. Um, or sorry, we'll come back up to that if you like. We work from the bottom back up. So if, if we start at the bottom of the bottom 10, you've got Dara. Dara with only 19 views per listing when it comes to um, units and townhouses. Wynnum West also pretty low, 22 views per listing. And we're going to run through these fairly quickly because we're very conscious of time. Uh, Mogul. Um, out in the Ipswich region, 27 views per listing. So again, pretty low volume of people looking for units out that way. Down Cleveland in the Redlands, um, Bayside location, again, pretty low uh, demand there with only 34 views per listing for units down in Cleveland. Um, now we're coming back into Brisbane and, and Chermside is the first suburb here in Brisbane that hits that, that bottom 10 list for demand for units. Quite a lot of units in the Chermside area as well, near the Chermside uh, Westfield Shopping Centre. Mm. Br Bridgman Downs? Yeah, not a lot of units in Bridgman Downs, but certainly townhouses in Bridgman Downs. Um, but I think that a lot of the buyers there would definitely be looking for a home. It's very popular for um, the, the the family, big family home, big brick and tile homes in, in Bridgman Downs. So fewer people looking for townhouses or units in that location. Yep. Um, only 39.6 views per listing there. Manly West, we've got 40.7, followed by Tagum, 41.3, and Eight Mile Plains, 41.6. And the the last suburb to make the um, the bottom 10 list for unit demand is actually one that surprised us. Now, data doesn't lie, so, you know, we did go back and, and verify these numbers, but Woolloongabba is, is the uh, suburb that came up on that list. Now, we know anecdotally a lot of people are talking about, you know, buying units in Woolloongabba in the lead up to the Olympic Games. But um, looking at that data based on the volume of units available for sale and the number of views that those units are getting per listing, um, it's in the bottom 10 for demand on, you know, so therefore that's something to think about if you are looking in that area, because um, if there's lower demand and there's fewer views per listing, potentially you don't have to flex as much on price to actually secure something if you are looking in these locations. Some interesting, interesting um, information and data there that we've um, that we've put together. So hopefully that's been helpful. Um, I will let Melinda wrap it up as we normally do. It's been really good chatting. Again, thanks to everyone that says hello to us on weekends. Um, it's always lovely to talk to people out and about. We've even got agents that listen to us. Um, we've got lots of people that pull us up on the weekend and talk to us. And it is great. It's always lovely. So if you do see us out and about at auctions or opens, um, feel free to tap us on the shoulder and say hello. We always love to chat to everyone. So I'll let Melinda wrap it up. It's been great talking. Thanks very much for listening and bye for now. And we do encourage you to actually um, tap us on the shoulder or any one of our team members on a weekend. Um, we will have some cards that we'll be able to hand to you, which will have some free resources. You'll be able to scan a QR code and that will take you to some of the, the top resources that we have available to you as a property buyer in Brisbane that will help you on your buying journey. So, of course, if you're wanting to get in touch with our team, it, there will also be an opportunity for you to reach out directly. But we are all about educating buyers about how to ensure that they don't overpay, how to ensure that they're doing their due diligence and um, helping them to understand what's actually happening on the ground across all of Greater Brisbane. We hope you have enjoyed this episode once again. Um, as always, if you have enjoyed the content, please don't forget to leave us a review and also share the episode with your friends and family. Also, 
Google us Brisbane Property Podcast um, and hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player. If you are watching on YouTube, um, also you can subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any future episodes. Until next week, we hope you have a good one and we'll speak to you again then. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.